Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. A podcast dedicated to helping you take back control of your mind, mood and mental health. In today's episode, I chat with Mind Body Green founder and co-CEO Jason Wachob on the state of the wellness industry, how to avoid wellness fads, why we need to be open-minded and curious when it comes to different ideas, the best health and wellness advice he has learned from some of the top experts, and so much more. We also discuss a lot around the changes he made personally in his life. After discovering his homocysteine levels were at such a dangerous high, he was at serious risk of a cardiovascular event, and how he changed his lifestyle and life to manage this, which sparked his interest in wellness. This interest and depth of his insight and authenticity and gentleness comes through in his great interview style. If you enjoy my podcast and want to know how you can help me continue making them possible, please consider subscribing wherever you listen and leaving a five-star review. And please continue sharing this podcast with friends, family, and on social media. And now, on to today's interview. Welcome, Jason Wakab. I am so excited and thrilled to be interviewing you on my podcast today. You're amazing. I'm one of your biggest fans. I know everyone tells you that, but seriously, your podcasts have informed my mind. I love intellectual discussions and I love learning. And you're, when I want to have that kind of stimulation, I go to Mind Body Green, Jason Wakab's podcasts because they are the best. So welcome and thank you for spending time with us today. Oh, thank you so much. You are so kind and it is such an honor to be, be with you today. So thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be behind, to be asked the questions for once, isn't it? You always ask the know. questions. I don't know. I like, I like asking, <laughs> not answering. Oh, so. do you? Okay, then you, can, then you can back and forth. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just have a conversation. Well, you're a great interviewee, so interviewer, so, and I know you'll be a great interviewee as well. Okay, well, before we dive in, tell us about you and then something that's not in your bio. You know, give us like a little tidbit, a behind the scenes wow. tidbit. Well, I'll give what you- What motivates it. you? Yeah, I'll give you the, the, the story of the, the why behind my buddy green. And so, you know, I'm 45 years old and I, I always have to do the, the math in my head now as I get older. So it was 22 years ago, I played basketball in college, 22 years ago, I'm aging myself. And so I, I was an athlete. I played I'm basketball. still older than you. Don't worry. All, I'm lucky good, 11 years older than you. <laughs> I still feel I still feel great. That's part of you know. Exactly, I you look great. You look you I, look great. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And so I, I played basketball at Columbia, and there were no athletic scholarships at Columbia, and so I had financial aid, and I had some loans to pay back, and didn't come for money. And so, upon graduation, I wanted I wanted to pay back that debt, and so I, I looked at a couple places. If in 1998, if you wanted to make money, there were no startups back then. So I went to Wall Street, I became an equities trader, and I did well enough where I could pay off my debt, but not well enough to retire by any means. And then 2001 rolled around and 9-11. And I was in New York at the time, and like many New Yorkers, that event had a profound effect on me. And I started to question my purpose. 
and and what I was doing professionally. I wanted my career to align more personally with my values. And so I left and became an entrepreneur as part of various startups. Most of them were unsuccessful and found myself fast forward to 2007, 2008 to, to early 09. I was, was part of a startup that had me flying a lot. I flew over 100,000 miles domestic. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> so, and then the picture I feel what the pain. <laughs> I, I'm six foot seven. So, six foot seven in a coach seat. So, not pretty. So, the flying combined with stress and an old basketball injury led to two extruded discs in my lower back, L4, L5, S1. So, I had excruciating sciatica. My right leg was like a lightning rod. I couldn't walk and walking is like one of my all-time favorite things to do. It's what I do when I stress. It just, it was taken away from me. And so I went to a doctor and he said, you need back surgery. And I have nothing against surgery, but generally see it as a last resort. And the success rates of back surgery actually aren't that good. So I sought a second opinion. That doctor said the same thing. He said, you need back surgery. And it was almost like an afterthought. He's, he said, you know, maybe some yoga or therapy could help, but you probably still need surgery. So I said, okay. My girlfriend then became my wife and co-founder, Colleen, had a yoga practice. So I said, I'm going to give this a shot. So I started, you know, some really light yoga, five to 10 minutes in the morning and evening. And I started to feel better. And I, I started to look at everything in my life, stress, sleep, nutrition. I was someone whose idea of nutrition was a steak and a martini at the Palm Steakhouse. <laughs> well, there's nothing I, wrong with that if it's in moderation. <laughs> there, there is a, the moderation did not exist for me back then. Is I, I, I had enjoyed so much steak and so many martinis that my <laughs> caricature is on the wall of the Palm Steakhouse in Manhattan next to Joe Namath and Adam Sandler. That's okay, I'll go look for it when I'm there next. Yeah. <laughs> you can see what I look like at age like 27 or 28. And so in an insane amount. And look, I eat meat, but not as much anymore. And if it's beef, I make sure it's you know grass-fed or organic or family raised and so forth. But primarily, I eat a lot of vegetables. So at any rate, started looking at nutrition, started looking at the environment, and made a lot of changes in my life. And yoga was a big part of it. And over the course of you know four to six months, I went from I couldn't walk to I was fine. That's and unreal. It was, and I had this, and, and I have still have never gotten back surgery. And I, you know, we're we're in COVID, and I, I still fly a lot, but not not during this time. And so I had this epiphany. I said, "Wow, everyone's got." And keep in mind, this is you know, twelve or so years ago. It, everyone's got health and wellness wrong. Much of what was out there was about with the word wellness was either a spa definition of wellness or, or centered around vanity and weight, lo- weight loss. And I was an ex-athlete and I, I, I was fit and I looked good, but like clearly I was long apart. And I said, wow, everyone's got this wrong. True, true well-being is this blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. And you can't have one without the other. And all these things are interconnected. Hence, my buddy green, one word, not three. And so that was the inspiration for creating a platform, a brand that didn't just preach the choir who lived in the west side of LA or Brooklyn or Boulder, but wanted to build a bigger church. And here we are in 2020. And now there's, I'd argue, there's too, there's too much wellness. It's everywhere. And there's a lot of bad information. But that was my story and came from you know, a place of, of purpose and mission. And it's been a very interesting and fun ride. 
It's been, it's amazing and it's an amazing story and a great motivation and you have definitely built a premier wellness platform and it is something that is so important because it is a problem navigating wellness now. Everyone's got a book that says this is the way, the only way and if you don't do this and that's where you provide a tremendous service to the public in terms of helping people navigate this wellness space in such a incredibly literate way, you know, everything you have on the platform. So it's definitely something that I strongly advise people to go and check out and you've even got a supplement range it'll kinds of things now. I mean, you really are expanding and helping people to to navigate the space. And we'll definitely put all the links in the show notes so people can find you and get hold of you. But I love what you're doing. Well, you've interviewed some of the top people in wellness and not even just wellness, just in general, like you, I know you've interviewed like Deepak Chopra and Warren Buffett and like you really get to interviewing some of the most unbelievably interesting people. Fascinating. And tell us about maybe some of your favorites interviews or maybe that's not fair to say favorite because you probably like me you probably love everyone you interview but just the <laughs> major things that you've learned from these you know some of the top people that you've interviewed well i i can't it, it is hard to choose yeah, i i've, it's hard I've to loved choose. everyone but you mentioned the what have you learned what have you learned you know I, I i've learned wow if i were to sum it all up i would say it's well they're in the world of well-being there's so much information but it's complicated. And I think ultimately what we believe, and I think you see in the range of guests, it's about connecting soul and science. And so, you know, so you mentioned soul. So, you know, Deepak Chopra has, has the advantage, I would say, of being in this space for God, 30, 40, 50 years in his seventies. And with age comes wisdom and his perspective and consciousness and what this all means, if you will, on one hand, you, you'll find yourself hanging on every word. And, and then on the other hand, you'll start to say, well, wait, what is he saying? He what just did he lost just me. <laughs> he just blew my mind. <laughs> Everything I believe is wrong or that makes no sense. What does it actually mean? I think he does it on purpose, though, don't you? Uh, he, he's brilliant. Jason, I think he does he, that. He, he throws he, a curveball <laughs> and makes you think, hey. <laughs> he, he's brilliant. And then on science, you know, we've had people or people like David Sinclair, who you've had, who's the brilliant PhD, I think the, one of the foremost experts yeah. on longevity, who's a biohacker, who talks about everything, everything from, you know, vitamin D and supplementation to he's injecting NAD, you know, he's on the, the cutting edge. Of everything. And, and, of everything. Yeah. Uh, even then, COVID testing. Even COVID, COVID testing. It, it, yeah. Ex- exactly. And then you've got people in the middle, which is, you know, where, where I tend to be, who practice functional medicine. People like Dr. Frank Lipman, who's my doctor, mm, Dr. Bob Roundtree, who are just amazing. And, you know, it's, to me, it's about providing multiple points of view. And as a reader, as a listener, what I say, my advice is, you know, yes, we're, we're in an age where there's so much information, yet there's so much disinformation. So mm. what does that mean for you? You know, one, you know, check out my buddy green. I, I think we, we yes. try to be fair and balanced if you Very. will, but, but be informed and do your homework and also be open to changing your mind. The world is changing rapidly. Science is changing rapidly and you as a human are changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. So you know, on one hand, you know, ha- be informed, have a point of view, but at the same time, be aware and be open to different points of view and be open to the fact that something that 
may have worked to you, whether, whether it was a specific diet, may have worked for you very well a couple of years ago, may not work for you today, whether that's diet, exercise, what have you. And don't let your wellness philosophy become religion. And I think if I were to take a step back, you know, and, and like look at where we are in the world of well-being today, I think it's unfortunate. Fortunately, it's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of what's happening in politics. And yeah. You have people <laughs> Great at, the, analogy. <laughs> at, the, at the extremes, yeah. and I, I don't believe in extremes and think mm-hmm. they do more harm than good. And the reality is the middle with regards to well-being is, is where you want to be. And sometimes you need meditation and sometimes you need something a little bit stronger. You need a prescription, and especially mm-hmm. as we're talking with I mental health. It. Yeah. And so that that's how I kind of see the world. And I think that's the future. I think functional medicine is the future. It's East meets West. Mm, it's, that's such wisdom. And, and I love how you said the extremes. You don't like the extremes. I agree with you. We've got to get to the middle road because that's where the flexibility is. You know, the extremes are very inflexible, but the mm-hmm. the middle is much more flexible. And just everything in life's about that balance, isn't it? It, it is the yin and the yang. And, mm-hmm. and I look, I think having beliefs that are, you know, can be labeled as extreme, I, I think is, is okay. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes when someone has the completely opposite point of view, mm-hmm. that's healthy because if you're aware, it forces you to, to think and question. I love that. And that's mm-hmm. how you progress as an individual, as a community, as society, you know, that, that's the, the world evolves and you evolve. And so I think it's healthy. But what I worry about is people sometimes aren't open to other points of view. And so I think that can be a little bit dangerous. But again, you know, here at My Buddy Green, my belief is about connecting soul and science. And sometimes there's hard science and, and science is there to support that. And other times it isn't. And that's okay. And science is far from perfect. Oh, gosh. And whatever you subscribe to, whatever religion or what have you, miracles happen, the unknown happens. Sometimes, sometimes something just feels good and science doesn't know. And, you know, who cares? It works. It feels exactly. good for me. Exactly. I love that. I love that philosophy. And, you know, you're quite right. Science, science, there's a statement by a very famous scientist who said, science dies one funeral at a time. And you know, it's just, <laughs> a, and it's like, it's the progression that happens all the time and how we, so to get a balance, we, we, we see like as a neuroscientist, when we, when I look inside the brain at we're using technology like QEEG, I'd never look at just the brain. You talk about mind, body, green. I would look at the physiology. So what's going on in the, all the systems of the body and, but more, more importantly, what's going on in your life, what's your story, what's your thinking. What's So you, you've got to bring mind, body and the, the neuro into all of it, mind, body and brain into the fact. And we see always that the brain wants to move, it responds. The brain is just a responder and a generator and it responds to balance and coherence. And that coherence is quite flexible. There's a sort of flexibility around the balance that we see in the brain as people explore and navigate and change you know so and the, and the we talk about Deepak Chopra and the consciousness and how he's an expert with that absolutely one area that isn't investigated much and that's the non-conscious mind that's what I've studied for 38 years and how that parallels with the brain and the non-conscious mind is this part of us that's really searching after this flexibility this balance this homeostasis and we see it directly picked up in the in the brain so your your non-conscious mind and the brain activity kind of parallel and when people adopt the kind of approach that you've just described where let's listen to it even if you don't agree with an opposing point of view 
have the flexibility to agree to disagree, but still listen. When you challenge your mind and your brain like that, it brings this optimized balancing function back into the brain and you become healthier mentally and physically. So you blend the spirit and, and uh, soul beautifully. You uh, the spirit, the soul and body full brain you know mind body beautifully when you do what you've just described so there's just a little bit of science backing up that approach is the healthiest approach to uh-huh. being a human well from what i see from the the research i i i i love that you can have a very informed scientific point of view to validate my belief system <laughs> there you go there you go and, and and most people i'm sure you find jason but most people that you interview that i interview because a lot of the same people we interview say this they say that they say what they say different versions of let's be let's be more accepting let's be more balanced let's be more flexible kind of maybe not in those words but i think that the gen, that that's how what i see a general trend of people i mean some some that i interview yeah. are very fixated like only eat plants. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think for me personally, if I were to describe how I live my life, I'm a little bit of blue zones meets biohacking. So we've, you know, Dan Buettner, I know has been on your show. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Dan. And Love so mm-hmm. what does that look like? You know, what do I believe in? I believe in the power of purpose, gratitude, family, mm. walking in nature, getting outside. Mm. I eat primarily plant-based, although, you know, I, I'll enjoy, I, I, we live in New York, so I enjoy good food. I'll have a drink. I'll eat meat every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in, I believe that yeah. uh, this, the, the, the breaking bread is a spiritual practice and there's something to be said for being around people you love and, and having mm-hmm. a good meal and a drink. But at the same time, I also get quarterly blood work and draw 28 vials of blood with Frank Lippman. And Wonderful. so I can zero in on you know, what I'm doing, how I'm supplementing, what works, what doesn't. I have like a crazy gene I learned about. I have to supplement. It's like catastrophic, potentially catastrophic gene. I remember you talking uh, about that on one yeah. of your podcasts. Really interesting. Yeah. So essentially, I so my father died of heart disease in his 40s. And my maternal grandfather died of heart disease in his 50s. So heart disease, I say, runs in my family. Mm. That's young. That's very young. It it is young. And and I'm in my 40s. We have two young girls. Mm -hmm. And so I I have access to all these incredible functional medicine doctors. Frank Lipman is one of them. He's Mm -hmm. my doctor. And I said to him in my 40s, I said, Frank, like, what, what can we do beyond just the simple blood pressure and cholesterol, which are important metrics, important mm-hmm. mark- markers, if you will, data points, but, but not everything. And so we, we started to do some really sophisticated testing. And I found out that the, there's one marker, homocysteine, mm-hmm. that was wildly out of, out of whack. And so homocysteine is essentially essentially a measure of inflammation and when homocysteine is very high it can lead to 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 blood clotting and catastrophic cardiovascular disease or stroke kill you and your stroke yeah and so it's supposed to be under 15 you're a doctor and Mm -hmm. so mine was 63 oh my gosh okay i'm sitting here i got a you got a reaction out a major reaction because i i tested in my clinical trials we used homocysteine as one of our measures and because it's very emotionally related too has it has a lot to do with your unconscious mind it really tunes into what's cooking so we should talk about that so mine was 63 and he he said it's a mistake take it again 
Yeah, I've never seen high. it. I've never seen it so high. And I've talked to many doctors like yeah, yourself, and I like, tell them my story, and they're like, "Whoa, it's a world record." And so I was like, "Well," I remember <laughs> I was. I, you can go I in the Guinness Book of Records, yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm six foot seven, so maybe there's a height advantage. Everything else was 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 pretty much in line except wow. that. And so, and if you look at like the, the, the chart of like when it gets bad, it's almost like a J curve. So if it's wow. slightly high, it's okay. But the higher it gets, your risk just goes through the roof. And so I was like, what do I do, Frank? Is there a medication? Is mm-hmm. there surgery? And he's like, no, you need to supplement. He messengered over a, a cocktail of B vitamins. And he's wow. like, you need to take this every day. And so I went from 63 to 23 That's in about incredible. 40 days. And then I got it down to 12. That all is through, fantastic. Yeah, all through supplementation. And, and, so and like, mind work. You, I know you'll meditate. Uh, Did you change I, that? Did no, you become... I, and like everything else was pretty much the, the same. same. Like I really just changed... I just really started supplementing. Like for, I was pretty healthy because that's what I said. I'm like, I'm pretty good. You know, yeah. maybe I could eat a little better here and there, but like, for but the it's most in general, part, it's pretty balanced. So that's super interesting. And there you make a point of the fact that we have to have Eastern and Western medicine because you needed that very nice scientific analysis to identify the homocysteine. And then it was pure putting something physical in yeah, your body and, that changed and I, it. And, and I never would have known. It's it's, no. it's something that a lot of doctors don't necessarily test for unless you're doing advanced cardiology work or some other work. Exactly. And so I would have never known and it could have you know, been catastrophic. And so, and then I take supplement B vitamins and that's wow. that. That's worked. phenomenal. And it'll yeah. also impact, you know, generations because that, that the B supplementation, whatever you put basically goes through the sperm and the ova and imp- impacts next generation. So that's really important that you watch your kids too, because that's the homos- I'm glad you brought up this homocysteine, Jason, because it's something that I've seen because I consult with a lot of doctors when I do my clinical trials to get advice from, from just different perspectives because everyone sees things differently when it comes to blood work. And I just knew that homocysteine has got something to do with, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to look at this as a marker and from the research I'd done. So when you just told me this now, I thought like you just, another reason why so- I'm glad I test for homocysteine. <laughs> So what else should I do? I'm curious. Well, it sounds <laughs> Besides like Besides supplement, yeah. I got well, it down I, I, to a healthy level. I, you see, that's the thing. You've got it down to a healthy level. So well, it's obviously, still high, but not like... It's not gonna, bad. No, no. That's yeah. like a, you know, and, and there's also your range of normal. And I think, as you say, you're six foot seven, I'm five foot one. So obviously our home and male, female and whatever, it's going to be different. So that's why they always have a range and they have a range for male and female and different times of the day and that kind of thing. But essentially, you know, from an emotional standpoint, I wanted to look at, I in my studies, I, my trials, I didn't bring in supplementation and food because I wanted to, not because I didn't, didn't want to look at that. I totally believe in that. I look at every aspect. But this particular trial, I wanted to focus focus on the power of the non-conscious mind and the conscious mind working together. So mind management, that's the key thing that I wanted to look at. So in terms of maybe something extra, it's always a good idea to be beyond the, the meditation and things are vital. Absolutely vital. The research shows that I'm all for it, everything you've described. But I would also go beyond in terms of mind management, in terms of really focusing on lifestyle, the nine lifestyle factors. You already seem to have diet and exercise and stuff under control. But things like managing immediate stress in your environment, are you managing like if you have an acute or a recurrent thing? So someone says something or someone does something or there's that stuff that happens daily that's un- that is recurrent that you've got to deal with the busyness of life. What I found is that people get so good at the general 
healthy kind of living that they're not aware that there's an underlying energy kind of almost like if you if you pull a hamstring or you do exercise and you and your muscles get very tight and sore and you hurt them and you've got to actually wait until you stretch them out you can have the same thing in your non-conscious mind where you can have these little things that you kind of feel like you're managing and consciously you feel okay I've got this under control but it's not you they we don't always have everything and no one's got everything under control and what I found is those are almost more dangerous than the very big dramatic stuff which Mm. hits you in the face and people don't pay attention to those underlying things and your non-conscious mind is always looking for balance and always looking for energy balance and we can see that reflected in the brain so if we can convince ourselves consciously that things are okay and we push things down and we don't always listen to all the emotional warning signals now i'm not saying you're doing that but this is just what the pattern that we generally see we as humans are excellent at thinking i've got this i can do everything i can i've got this or you kind of deal with something and you move on but do we have a mind management in place for actually when someone says something to you or those words are spoken to you or the the little things that you've got to worry about daily do you have a management place in are you dealing with them? Are you facing them? Are you pulling, balancing that energy? If not, it creates these emotional warning signals that your unconscious mind will send as prompts into your conscious mind. And if you push those down, that eventually over time cumulatively can can interfere with all the physiology, neuroendocrine system, psychoneuroimmunological system, the energy systems in the brain. And it's little bit, little bit, little bit. And over time, it can then build up. And so I'm not saying that that's directly, but that is something I train my patients to do. Something I do is mind management of all nine lifestyle factors. And I've just described one. And it's deliberate, intentional five-step process that you go through to train your brain. Kind I of thing. So that's I, a, I, there's definitely something there. You know, one time I talked to Dr. Kelly Turner talking about trauma and what she said, I think is very similar to what you said. There's, you know, people think of the big trauma, but it's also the little trauma, the little T that adds up and you experience sometimes on a daily basis and it adds up and it builds and it builds and can actually be more it's More very dangerous. dangerous. Than the big trauma. Exactly. What I've done is classify because I'm always a bit nervous about saying little trauma because someone will, and it's totally correct. It's a psychological term, but sometimes trauma is trauma, whether it's what might, and how do you classify? So, what I try to do is separate trauma is, is the, are those adverse events that can be massive from the abuse to a major rape or something, or a burglary or something like major to the ongoing nagging of a bad relationship, which is still traumatic versus the recurrent stuff. So, there's the recurrent underlying just managing the busyness of life, just trying to be a dad, a husband, a business manager in COVID. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there that you have to manage. And that's where people, what people tend to neglect because we Mm -hmm. become quite good at kind of, we're brilliant. Humans are brilliant. And we're very good at kind of getting or getting wiggling away around these things. But we but cumulatively those are the things that really can get we find those over time really get people. And so in the in the wellness space that I work in is to try and help people to tune into that. Sleep, for example. I mean everyone tells you in the wellness space, you've you've interviewed people that have told you sleep. If you don't sleep, you're going to die. I mean, just hearing about sleep will make you not sleep. What it does, you know. <laughs> so what what I always do is try and work on on the mind management of sleep and how you prepare for that first thing in the morning. So that's kind of thing. So it's, it's the mind management is a scientific, deliberate, intentional, conscious process where you tap into the unconscious mind and you, in a very rigid way, literally not rigid. Rigid's the wrong word, but in a very organized, structured way, you direct how you build your brain every moment, and that's pretty much helps to. Balance out the neurophysiology, things like homocysteine. 
A hundred percent agree. <laughs> kind of fascinating. So that's why I like what it you is. do because you are teaching people the basic principles of that in the people that you interview and you challenge people to think. And when they think, they build their brain. And that's another thing. When you build your brain, it builds tremendous resilience inside you, which is great. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's some brain science there. Did you know a magnesium deficiency could be the reason you struggle with sleeping issues? Magnesium increases GABA, which encourages relaxation on a cellular level, which is critical for sleep. And magnesium also plays a key role in regulating your body's stress response system. Now, before you go out and buy a magnesium supplement, it's important to understand that most magnesium products out there are not the best for your brain or body. So, I did some research and found one that I believe is the best on the market. Magnesium Breakthrough by Bio-Optimizers. I've been taking Magnesium Breakthrough for a while now and have definitely noticed some improvements. When I wake up, I feel more calm, rested and ready for the day. Get 10% of your order of Magnesium Breakthrough at biooptimizers.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Be sure to use the Dr. Leaf 10 for 10% off. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M. I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash D-R-L-E-A-F. BioOptimizers also offers free shipping on select orders and they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee on all their products. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. So let's get back to you to what you do. So trends, okay, so coming back to wellness, there's trends. Are there trends currently that worry you? Oh, and and on the and the other side of the coin, trends that excite you. So let's talk about the worrying trends first versus. The yeah. So I would say with what with where we are in the world with COVID nineteen, there seems to be a widening of the gap and polarization of Eastern and Western. It reminds mm. me of politics, and I don't believe in extremes. I believe in in. In being aware, I believe in listening to all points of view. That doesn't mean I don't have a point of view, mm -hmm. but I do think you know. On one hand, you ask me, you know, what I'm excited about. I am very excited about functional medicine, mm. the the marriage of Eastern and Western. Love it. Mm -hmm. And we've come so far with regards to science validating healthy lifestyle choices out there, like you know, meditation, breath work, yoga, eating vegetables, nature bathing, a lot of great science, the benefits of nature bathing, going for a walk. And so so exciting that we've been building that bridge. And I, I feel at the same time we've also were Western and Eastern are tearing it apart a little bit right now with regards to COVID. So on one hand, I'm excited about mm. Eastern and Western. On the other hand, I'm a little worried. <laughs> about the splits, yeah. It's yeah, they're not, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm -mm. exclusive. And I, I think there's, you know, it is so important to be informed. I think it is so important to develop your own point of view. But I also think it's absolutely critical to, to be aware and to be open. And mm. part of the process in life and part of the process in, in wellness is being open and, and potentially changing your point of view. That's how you grow. You know, personally, I, you know, if you talk about 
well-being, whether it's nutrition or, or working out, what what worked for me 10 years ago at 35 is, is way different than what works for me at 45 with regards to how I eat and how I work out. Mm. And so it goes this idea, I think, I worry that some people, their their point of view becomes a belief system and then it becomes religion. I think that can be not so good. Mm. And that's happening, isn't it, Jason? It seems to yeah, be happening I, I, out there. And I, and I think it's always been part of the well-being world. And, and, and look, I understand. I think so many people come to this world because something's wrong and they've gone to Western medicine or the establishment mm. and no one could figure it out and they were shunned. And then they, you know, whether it's finding a functional medicine doctor or yoga or mm-hmm. a certain diet, all of a sudden they became well. And that's powerful. Very. And and, I, and I've seen that in my own life. I had parasites years ago and struggled with them. And I went to all sorts of doctors. I even went to neurologists. I, thought mm-hmm. I had weird symptoms. People thought I was nuts. And it was, wow. it was, it was very tough. Wow. And the parasites Frank- can wreak havoc with your neurology. Yeah. And they looked at me like, you're crazy. And I went to Frank Lipman and, and we finally diagnosed it and developed the protocol and took antibiotics and also took herbs. And it, it took a while, but, mm-hmm. but finally made a recovery. My point being is I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I understand how people can start to self-identify with a specific part of, of well-being. And then when that's challenged, that, that can challenge someone's identity. And then it mm. becomes a little difficult for that person. And I think that that can be tough. And ultimately, as a movement, it's hard to progress when I think we're, you know, not only warring with ourselves, but then we're seem to be, there seems to be a lot of, of warring and fighting on social media these days. And it's so unnecessary because we can actually, as you keep on stressing, we can be informed and learn from every person. And you said so wisely as well that if someone's had a major experience, then they think, well, that's it now. This is the solution. Yeah. And that's that extreme. That's inflexible. And, and, and look, I, I, I'm an optimist. So yeah. th- there are so many things that are so exciting in the world yeah. of well-being. I think as you know, you've had David Sinclair on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think longevity is super exciting. And this idea that you know, increasing your NAD, whether it's through NAD or supplements like yeah. NR, you know, there's a time. You can do tie. something, yeah. yeah. NAD, NAD is this thing that, you know, declines over age, age. Mm-hmm. and you need it to live. And, you know, to, to, to try to summarize, I'm not as eloquent as David, you know, yeah. when, you're, when you're dead, it's at zero. And here's something that increases NAD, this key molecule. Which you, that is important for aging. Yeah, yeah to age you need well. to live. And there's something out there that could help increase that. And it's all certain, Makes you know, sense. so... We're, it's so exciting out there and, and Western and Eastern are catching up and thing, having a conversation around longevity and, and living past 100 and so forth. I know it's hard to think of at the moment as we're in the, the middle of, of COVID-19, but there is so much exciting, there are so many exciting developments in the world of well-being mm. now. And I get so excited and I love when Eastern and Western come together. It's amazing. And, you know, science says going for a walk in nature is great for you. Like. 
Yeah, just looking at a picture of nature changes how your brain is functioning and how your physiology is functioning. It's just such basic stuff. And as you say, East and West coming together, we can can learn so much. I mean, you've interviewed Dr. Ganoom as well and and how that's a whole other world as well. People don't even... Fungi. Yeah, fungi, the fungi (laughs) man. (laughs) How that can cause anxiety and how that's so treatable, you know, the microbiome versus the micro... The the microbiome, the probiotics... The microbiome microbiome. Yeah, you know, it's just... It's so exciting when as science progresses so wellness so that's and, where the wellness space can open up our eyes yeah and the endocannabinoid system which yes. is the, the why behind everyone is so excited about cbd and hemp is yes. because there's a effect in the endocannabinoid system the master system which is arguably the most exciting system since the microbiome that is connected exactly. to everything from anxiety to hormone you just you name it we're still learning and so yeah. it, there is so much i think that is is so interesting, exciting. Breathwork is another practice, which to me is a, a real-time tool that we need in our toolkit to manage oh, anxiety. You know, meditation, I'm a big fan of meditation, but that's something it's hard to, if you practice TM or Vedic, for example, and you're stuck in traffic and you, you know, or you want to strangle someone, yeah. it's hard to, you know, just find your 20 minutes where breathwork is this real-time tool. On the which time, you could on turn the spot, yeah. And so, you know, it, 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 I could go on and on. It's There's just so much. Exciting. There's the tapping yeah. and Wim Hof, Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method. Wim Hof, I interviewed. Yeah. Oh, I interviewed him the other day. That was fascinating. You know, these, these, and you can do that on the spot. And there's, there's just so much great stuff we can add, keep adding to our toolbox. And some works for you, and some work doesn't work. But if you don't know about it, or if you close your mind, you can't learn. Yeah, I'd say on one hand, you know, parts of me where I start, I, I wish we could all get along. But I wish we could all get along, but it it is such an exciting time to be in the world of well-being. There are so many incredible companies doing great work right now. And, you know, if I go back to where we started 12 years ago and having access to all the amazing organic products out there that we have today and so forth, everything's at our fingertips. Such a change. So, yeah. No, being based in, in Dallas, Texas, to try and find a restaurant, we'd have to drive 45 minutes to go and find, you know, or to, to find our local farm to get some decent grass-fed produce and, you know, and, and grass, I mean, grass-fed meat and, and produce and so on. And now we can drive two minutes and we've got in Whole Foods and, you know, that kind of thing. So the, there's, a, there's a definite change and openness. But there, at, you say, at the same time, there's, you say something about we wish, wish we could all get on. You know, we designed to get on. You know, we, yes. we, we really are designed to get on. There's so much research in also in the, in the meditation sphere. In the, there's 150 years of research showing how when we function mind-body, when we bring spirits all together, soul-body, however you want to call it, same kind of thing, non-conscious, conscious mind-body, etc., we are going to increase our compatibility. We literally scientifically on a, on a quantum physics level, we literally wired for love. And that's, I mean, that's, I know that's a philosophical phrase, but it's got a tremendously mathematical component to it. And so as humans, we designed to actually enhance each other. So it's, it's a matter of us getting past this mindset of, I need to compete to survive to rather say, I need to enhance to survive. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and I think that's what you're trying to say as well. If we could just listen to each other, you don't have to take everything I say, but you know, there might be something in, in, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Can, and, I, and I think operate from a place of abundance and that's, and that's scarcity. 
Absolutely. From abundance and not scarcity. Now, you're a dad of two very young children, very brave having your children at this stage. And you and your wife work together, which you mentioned. So how do you navigate that? I know everyone asks you that because they ask me too, because my husband and I also work together. And two of my four kids are in our business. And, you know, now we used to working together, whatever. And now it's quarantine time. So we kind of used to this. So it hasn't been too much of a change for us. But tell us about you, young kids, dad, marriage, business. So... I would say we actually work really well together. We're kind of unique in that we have complementary skill sets and are ultimately very respectful of each other and those skill sets. I would say, you know, we've been married 11 years now, you know, without question, we are human. We we, we have our ups and downs, but I, I think our biggest challenge is we are so passionate about what we do. Mm. And, you know, I joke, I don't know if I could ever be married to someone who wasn't into the world of wellness because, you know, this is how I live, you. what I yeah. breathe, it's, it's all consuming. And so, you know, for us to be able to share not only, you know, our, our, our passion, our love and, and, and do this together is incredibly meaningful and fulfilling. And we kind of couldn't see it any other way. With that said, there, there is the challenge of we love what we do and then it's hard to turn off. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's an and issue. Like you go to bed at night and you say, yeah, oh, this idea, that one idea. More thing. <laughs> and so, you know, we do find ourselves watching more Netflix at night and, and trying to do some things to just decompress and so forth. And, and we're getting better off, better at it. And, it. and it is a challenge, but ultimately we think we are blessed that we are able to work together and share our mission. And it is to, to be able to have a partner too on the mm. look, it, 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 it's tough to be an entrepreneur. And I, had, that. Mm-hmm. I, I recently had Kimball Musk on our podcast, the mm. entrepreneur who people will know is Elon Musk brother, yeah. but he's extraordinarily successful outside yeah. of Elon. And he, he had a great line. He said, being an entrepreneur, starting a business is like eating a glass sandwich. Wow. That is, <laughs> unpack that analogy. That's kind of. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of truth to that. I think. You know, running a business, you know, just outside of COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen is definitely you know very challenging and tough to not navigate as an entrepreneur, as a mm. as a business owner, as a CEO. But running a business is is tough. On one hand, it's incredibly mm. fulfilling, and you know, I'm I'm a hardwired entrepreneur. This is just the way I am. Mm-hmm. But there are ups and downs, and for us, we've been very fortunate. More ups and downs, but you know, you are on a roller coaster, and so. It is tough. It is nice to have someone, you know, who you live at home with and who understands it. And when one of us is, you know, down, the other tries to the other tries to pick the other one up and vice versa. Mm. It's not easy being an entrepreneur. And my advice to people who are, you know, thinking about starting a business, I, you know, it, it, there's a lot of it. <laughs> one of those pieces is, you know, yeah. you, you know, it's time to start something if you absolutely like can't not do it. Like it's killing oh, you that you can't tool. do it. Like if mm. it's just keeping you up at night, like, oh, I need to do this versus like, hey, I'm thinking about starting something. I think there's an opportunity or I think, you know, X, mm. Y, or Z. And, you know, for us, it's always been about everything we do is about mission and purpose. And, and, and we can't not do anything else but like working together you know look it's a it's a challenge not to not to turn off 
But ultimately, we just feel so blessed that we're able to be on this journey together because it is a journey. And to have a partner on that journey in, in, in love and in life and in business is, is, is I'm incredibly grateful for, for oh, Colleen. You said it better than I could have said. That was beautiful. I love how you said that. And, and such wisdom as well to talk to the, that you said for entrepreneurs. I think you said something that's absolutely key because one of my questions was, you know, how do you, being an entrepreneur, the challenges and so on. I love how you said, if it's not consuming you, if it's not keeping up you up at night, if it's not, if you're not thinking at midnight or two in the morning, I've got to do this, this great idea. And you, that's what I do. Like just, I was working my book last night at like two this morning, I'm texting our group text to the business, the, my, my team at two this morning, I felt so bad, but I was, I was filled with this idea that I have to just get it out and share it because it's cons- if you've got that, then you've got what the drive. You, you got to have that to, burning to desire be- yeah. because no matter what you do, you know, you're going to have adversity and you're, you're going to have that, mm-hmm. that dark night of the soul, if you will. Every oh, business yeah, has yeah. it, and I yeah. think you know, ultimately, what pushes you through is the passion, is the mission, passion and, and you mission. need it, and you need it, and if you don't have it you know, you're one, you're not going to succeed. And then two, if you do, you're going to be left with an empty feeling at the end. I think, you know, so many people I worked on, on wall street. And so, yes, I was successful in some, at some, some degree, at some level. And I started asking questions like, well, why aren't I happy? Like what, what's, Mm. I'm at the finish line, but you know, I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel any different. And so mm. ultimately it's about the journey. And so being, being an entrepreneur isn't just about setting a goal and, and sprinting to a finish line where there's a big payday or notoriety. It's, it's mm. about the journey and you have to be passionate about the journey. Cause and the other thing I say to entrepreneurs is, you know, would you be prepared to do this for a very long time without any financial incentives or salary or what so have you? Good. And, so uh, good. I was fortunate enough to start my Muddy Green when Colleen was supporting me and very understanding at the time. And for three years, I didn't take a salary. Mm. So I thought three years you, would be mm. six months. I was wrong. <laughs> Thank God. And that's and, part of being an entrepreneur is you it, it, make more mistakes than, you're, so, than anything are, else are you you know going back to the glass sandwich you know are you comfortable with ambiguity are you comfortable with a ton of unknown are you comfortable with you know p- potentially pain and hard decisions and and, and all of that stuff and then if the answer is yes yes and yes and you're absolutely passionate and so driven that you must do this and it's eating you alive, then you should probably start the business. And Otherwise the you're going to no, have that hole, isn't it? You're going to have that. Yeah, you're going to have a hole. Like I, I could not, not do my, I could not do this. I could not, not do this. Wow. So, so Jason, did people say to you when you were at the top of your game at wall street and you stopped everything to take no salary and start something that was an absolute, pretty much an unknown direction 12 years ago. Did people tell you you were crazy? Did you get a lot of criticism and how did you deal with that? Yeah, it it was, it was actually a much longer path. And so when I, I had one foot out the door of wall street in, in mid 2002 and I was able to, to work remotely and I I had what I call the, the golden handcuffs, if you will, where I could get by by working a few hours a day and making enough just to like, pay bills and live comfortably and so forth. And then at some point in 04, 
I said, you know what? I'm never really going to leave by keeping Mm. one foot in. And so I made the very, (laughs) it was painful decision at the time to fully leave, not take a salary, move home into my mother's house when I was and I just turned 30, 30, 31 or so. Yeah. And my friends were like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're the Wall like, Street success. You like, better uh, live it with your mom. <laughs> now I'm going to move home. And I got involved. I, I was part of numerous startups and none of them were working. And so it actually went from, it was a 10 year period between wow. like fully leaving in 04 to my buddy green started in, in 09. But we really, I would say, not a success of it, but like clear, we really had something until 2014. Wow. So it was a 10 year period. Wow. And, you know, I went home. I eventually, all the money I'd saved from Wall Street, it lasted a while, but not forever. And so I, I had to go very, t- take a number of steps back to ultimately move, <laughs> move forward. So it was a, lo- it was a long journey. So you've said two things there that are very relevant for those that want to be an entrepreneur. It's not just an overnight success. It takes time and you've got to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, look at that. For you had all that uncertainty for so many years, but your passion just drove you to keep you going. And so many times, you've got to be prepared for that in a way. You don't know how long it's going to be. And and I think, you know, look, people can, can have a faster timeline. Yeah, it's different for everyone. It is different for everyone. And I went through my own process of, you know, self-discovery and, and learning. And, and the, the cliche is, is true often where you, you learn, learn more from your failures. And I learned a lot from my Which failures. Is Which but is I true. Hate fail- I still didn't make it easier and yeah. painful and, and all of those things. And hindsight's always twenty twenty vision, isn't it? You can always go, oh, yeah. I learned from that. But at the time, think, oh, gosh, I really don't need well, this lesson in my life. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So what's the Steve Jobs quote? It's always easier connecting the dots backwards than you can't go forwards or something. Love something it. Yeah. 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 It's excellent. So, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a process. But ultimately, like if I look back, it, it made me a better entrepreneur, a stronger CEO, a, a better spouse, husband, all of those things. But it, it, is, it is a process. And I think you need to be in it for the long haul. Yeah, if, you're, you if you're starting a business diamond. just to make money, then you probably that's shouldn't the wrong do it. reason. Wrong yeah. reason. Oh, that's brilliant advice. Okay. Just wrapping up with the last question. You've, you've got a supplement line going now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So like everything we do, what I do, it, it's got to come from a place of mission and purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mentioned my, my story with homocysteine mm-hmm. and the supplements were something I always believed in, but after I saw personally that my homocysteine dropped from 63 to 12, it's just un- because of supplements, I, I became Crazy. Obs- obs- obsessed. And so yeah. I went down the rabbit hole of testing. I mentioned I get quarterly blood testing where mm-hmm. I get 28 vials of blood taken to see what's wow. working and not mm-hmm. working and so forth. And so it began a two-year process where I said, wow, like, okay, I had a, a problem with, with homocysteine, potentially catastrophic that was solved by supplementation. What are other problems out there that maybe aren't as catastrophic as mine where there were targeted efficacious solutions and supplements that really worked? And so we, we looked at you know, sleep, anxiety, bloating, aging, beauty. And so it began a two-year process and we ended up partnering with Thorne, an incredible science-backed manufacturer, mm. 
and went like problem by problem. So like wow. sleep, for example, calling in my wife, chronic sleep issues, like mm-hmm. pres- you name it, prescriptions, like chronic mm-hmm. sleep. And so we created a, a formula that that solves essentially the three problems of sleep, which is getting to sleep, staying asleep, and making sure you're you're rested. Mm-hmm. And, and we went like formula by formula. Wonderful. It was a two year process working wow. with the team at Thorne and we tried it all of ourselves. So that, that was how the supplements line came to life. You know, wow. we didn't, as I say, we have a, a lot of boxes to check and mm. we couldn't find anything out there that checked all of our boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was the inspiration behind the line. It was a two year process and they, they launched early this year and the, the feedback has been tremendous. It's really oh. It's one thing if someone reads your content or listens to your podcast and it gives you like a great comment, like, Hey, yeah. I love, but it's another thing when like you, you're creating a product, which people are ingesting and putting in their body and saying like, changing. Hey, you've changed my life. And, and ultimately that's what we're here to do. And so it's just been so incredibly fulfilling and I take everything and Colleen takes everything. So uh, it's, it's cool to be able to create things that you can actually take yourself and people can enjoy. So. Oh, I love that. Well, congratulations. I'm really excited about your supplement line. And I get what you're saying. To get see people get a change, a change, I developed an app with all my techniques and had different versions of it over the years. And just to, when people use use it and, and you get the feedback of people actually changing, as you say, yeah. it's nice to be your, your interviews to be like, but when people's lives change, like your homocysteine example, yeah. they take you and they're now sleeping. It's just fantastic, isn't it? To be able to give that really constructive change or facilitate that in a person's life. Yeah. And that's ultimately what My Muddy Green is all about. It's about, you know, educating people and giving them the tools and, and the various shapes those tools come to, whether it's content or a product that can help them. Oh, I and, love it. and that's why we're here. So it's, it's been very fulfilling and exciting. Well, you do it in, in the most excellent way and really superior way. So thank you for everything that you've done and that you bring to us. And I know I'll continue to learn with you. And I hope this is not the f- end of our discussions. I hope this is the <laughs> beginning of lots of discussions because I think you and I could have gone down many avenues. We were getting really into some deep stuff there, which was really cool. So I'd love to invite you back again sometime. It's been oh, well, so, so, so interesting talking to you. And thank you for what you do. And very quickly, where can people find you? find out about you. We'll put details in the show notes, but if you wouldn't mind just sure. sharing. Sure. Well, primarily mindbuddygreen.com and we're on social media at mindbuddygreen and all the platforms. And personally, I'm at Jason Waka, W-A-C-H-O-B, but go to mindbuddygreen.com and We've got everything there for you that's good. Oh, you do. Everything there that's good. I love it. Well, it'll be in the show notes. And thank you for your invaluable time and wisdom. And it was so much, so interesting and so much fun. Thank you. And enjoy going back to your little ones and your wife and out of your empty office. Although you enjoy sometimes the empty office is very nice, isn't it? Bit of space. I don't know. I I miss miss our people. I miss your people. Well, hopefully they'll be back soon. Even if it's behind plexiglass, at least you can see each other. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. 
and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.